Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonal Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcast. This is Chris and today's co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So this is the part of the podcast where I normally say, how's it going, Seabass? But this is a backup episode. So even though we're recording this five minutes after I get into the house from getting back from Lafote, Norway, <laughs> so I'm still sweating. Who knows? You guys might not even hear this episode in 2022, hopefully, because you know we're able to get all of our weekly podcasts out. But again, if you're listening to this, this is our backup episode. Yeah. Regardless of that, how goes it, Seabass? Good, good. At the time of the recording, <laughs> got my uh, my first win last night, 3-2 in overtime. Uh, Congratulations. So yeah, thank you. So happy with that, and uh, still just waiting on baby boy. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, like I said, just getting back from Lafoten, probably at this point, uh, my opinion, the most beautiful place in the world. Definitely going back. I could rave and rave about Lafoten's food and the drive and the hikes, and but I won't. Y'all just book your trips now because the place is first place in the world that's beat uh, Utah for me because Utah's pretty hard to beat, not going to lie. But Lafoten's, Lafoten's gorgeous. But you and I kind of wanted to jump in and record this backup episode just because we knew we were going to be able to have the time. This episode's actually going to be, if you if you uh, listeners remember, we've had episodes in the past where – we we pick our favorite dream teams from different countries. We we put those together. Well, this is kind of our favorite player dream team. So this isn't necessarily the best players, but there could be some amazing Hall of Fame talent in here. But uh, these are really going to be names that resonate with us as hockey fans and uh, a lot of the reason why a lot of us get into the sport. Yeah, absolutely. And like when I made my list, I was looking through it and um, just – really put down a lot of guys I enjoyed watching. There are a couple current guys that just are just too good not to have on this list and some kind of are spares, but uh, there's also some guys that people are gonna be like, why is that guy on your list? But again, it's just, <laughs> you know, you know, it's just, it's just players that we enjoyed watching, you know, throughout our time and, and got into hockey a little later than, than most kids. So, you know, my list is kind of nineties, 2000 ish more than anything, but uh, I had a lot Same of fun geez. doing this. Yeah, it's, mine, mine is definitely uh early nineties. And uh, some of the definitely 2000s players. So, uh, yeah, I'd say let's jump into this. Let's start with the goaltenders because, you know, goaltenders are the best. You know, just go over your goalies. You don't even have to put them in order. But you're kind of like, if you want to, you can say your depth goalie, your backup goalie, and your starter. Yeah, so actually I'm going to go starter. I'm going to go starter, backup, depth, because my depth goal is going to come out of nowhere. So for me, my starter would be Carey Price. I enjoyed watching him. He's had a great career. Uh, Unfortunately, all the way his injuries going, so like that, that, you know, I'm we, me, my wife and I might have been lucky enough to watch his last home start in the playoffs uh, as a hab, depending on how his injury goes. But, uh, you know, the year he won the MVP, I mean, there's there was literally no one, no player better in the league than him that year. So it, it was just it was a fun to watch. And that's why he's been he's been my starting goalie. No, that's a sick choice. What about your backup? So my backup is Jez Jaguar. I absolutely <laughs> love this guy. He's yes. just big presence, weird style his masks were always unreal um you know as a kid always seeing those those ducks helmets um you know he did burn me as a sense fan where you know he decided to win the cup against us but other than that uh, i i love jay <laughs> Garrett my entire you know my entire life watching hockey and i thought he was he was such a good character what about your depth player 
So for depth, this comes out of nowhere, and this, I think, is when I fell in love with the auto centers. He was kind of their guy at the time. This is Damian Rhodes. Um, wow, just, that again, is a throwback. Exactly. Just the helmets he wore. Like I, that For me, it was a big thing as a kid, right? Like You, you don't really notice yeah. anything else on the players. You just notice those helmets, the paintings and all that. And he always had such cool setups and, and such cool helmets. Um, it doesn't matter how he played. Like, I, I struggle between him and Tom Barrasso again because just the guy who came to Ottawa and, and just – just was memorized, mesmerized by, you know, both those guys. But I ended up going with Rhodes because he was the OG Senators goalie and could have been Tugnut too, you know what I mean? But uh, Rhodes got it for me just because it was his his awesome helmets back in the day. No, those are great choices. Honestly, I'm a big fan of all three. I mean, Damien Rhodes, there's a throwback. I definitely have a bunch of his uh, goalie cards and Jaguars. I don't think I have any pr- – I might have a couple price cards. Um, I know a guy uh, who probably has about 400 of them if you need one. Oh, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably does. Um, so my goalies, uh, I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll start with my starter and then work my way down because the other two might come out of nowhere for people or maybe not if you've listened to my podcast in the past. But my starter is going to be Marc-Andre Fleury. I love Fleury. Uh, you know, I'm all about flower power. He's charismatic. He he wins. He's somebody you want to be around. He's somebody you want to have on your team. He just seems like the guy you can straight, you know, straight up sit down and have a beer with. And uh, he's just going to be Marc-Andre Fleury. I love Yeah, absolutely. Love, love, love. You're, you're not wrong. Like, look what just happened at the media day. Like, him and Crosby are still good friends. They like, taped all this stuff together as, like, a, as a prank. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and Crosby just kind of laughed and was like, we knew something was going to happen flower around. You know what I mean? Like, he just seems to be, yeah. like, the guy you want in your locker room. Like, even, I think, to the point where, let's just say, he gets to a point where he's still past his prime. You'd still want him as a backup just to be, like, the room guy. Yeah, I, I don't believe he's past his prime. Maybe this recording will date that, but I think... No, no, I'm like, not saying he is. Yeah. I'm saying, but, like, even when the point he gets past his prime, like, and he becomes oh, yeah. a back of goalie, he's one of those guys that, like, you just know he's going to do good things for you in the room. Yeah, 100%. He's he's the captain without being a captain. My backup goalie is going to be Michael Newberth. Um, did you want to add something there? No, I was just going to say, let's let's move on to your second. You oh. jumped on it, and, I mean, that, that again, that came out of nowhere, <laughs> but I can see why. Yeah, Michael Newberth. I love Michael Newberth. Was a huge fan of him uh, when I was living in D.C. and he was at the Caps. And then Buffalo made a couple moves uh, where we acquired Halak and then traded Halak immediately to get Newberth. And I was thrilled. Um, I actually really liked Halak and I was like, oh, awesome. We got Halak. We immediately flipped him for Newberth and I was even more excited. He's just a cool guy. Again, one of those guys, he's, you know, charismatic, just seems like a good guy to be around. Um, was able to go back and forth him a couple times, and uh, he's just real cool guy. So always been a big fan of Nuvi. I'll wrap it up with uh, this will definitely be throw off some people, especially if they're not uh, older generation. Uh, but I'm going with Clint Malarchuk. Uh, he was a Buffalo Sabres goalie in the late '80s, early '90s, and he was like you with with Rhodes. He was a goalie that was a Buffalo Sabres goalie when I was a kid, and immediately once my brother stuck me between the two garbage cans and told me I was a goalie. I probably watched the game in the, in the next couple nights and tried to figure out what a goalie was you know, <laughs> and uh, discovered that was Clint Malarchuk and um, has never looked back. Uh, I've got his jerseys. Again, another cool guy to interact with. And uh, yeah, those are the, those are my three goalies. It wasn't really hard for me to, to pick three goalies. In fact, I had a list of about if I could have just picked all goalies, I would have. Hey, but uh, that's, maybe that's, maybe that's, that's our next goal. podcast, the all goalie team. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, I like that. And you know, after the all goalie team, we'll do the all enforcers team. We'll have fun. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's go into your defense. Uh, and however you want to do, because we got a depth defender and then we got your three lines. So I'm gonna go depth here. So my depth guy, and I'll be really quick on this and it's simple. It's Roman Yossi. 
Um, a guy who before I would say last year didn't get a ton of hype, even though he's always just been so good. Um, again, a guy who's in the NHL right now, but I just love how he just quietly takes care of business and you just mm-hmm. don't hear much about him until he goes and collects the defenseman of the year award. Like he's just, just a great leader, um, plays the game right, uh, you know, never does anything, crosses the line, is always there for his teammates. So I would love to have a defense like that on any team. Now, I, I was trying to trying to figure out how to make these lines, and, and I, the way I made these lines, and I'll explain as I go. So in no particular order from one to six. So my first line is Scott Stevens and Scott Niedermeyer. Um, wow. Both both as a defenseman. So I grow, I played defense when I was growing up, so both those guys were like my top two guys. When I first started watching hockey, it's great that they got to play together. That's even better. I just had to watch a New Jersey game. Let's see my favorite two defensemen play. Um, one just destroyed everyone who moved. And one was just like today what you would call like a puck moving defenseman. I like just always moved pucks. I like did such a great job. It was, it was a great leader. So one and two for me, or not one and two, but my first two I'm naming right here is, is Stevens and Niedermeyer. Uh, my next two is an Ottawa connection. Uh, so Zadino Chara, um, big mistake by Ottawa for ever getting rid of him. Um, just, you know. A giant freak um, played so well when he was in <laughs> Ottawa. You know, captain of the Bruins, which is not like a, a light thing to take up, right? Like that's like a that's a team that takes their captaincy very seriously. Um, so he's a great leader. Uh, and then for him, for his partner, I had Anton Volchenkov. Um, when wow. I was yeah yeah when I was I just I was so mad. I remember hearing the story that like he left and his agent didn't tell him that like the Ottawa's like deal was worth like two hundred thousand dollars less. And he basically said like I would have stayed in Ottawa if you would have told me that. I was so mad. Like I just ate pucks. Someone shot a puck. He, I remember literally watching him block shot his face. Like he literally ate pucks. Um, like it was his day job, and I just love that he was physical. Um, was just like a stay at home, block everything, eat everything. Like I absolutely loved him. Um, and and my, and my next two are obviously I had to go with the goat Lindstrom. Um, just wow. a guy that as as a defenseman, if you don't, you know, you don't kind of put your game around him while he was playing in the NHL, like you probably weren't doing the right thing. Like this guy just did everything right. Um, great leader, great player. And then a guy who's just taken me by storm in the last few years, I think he's taken everyone by storm is Kill McCarr. Um, yeah. I I just love how he just takes over the game. Like there's just like put my put the puck on my stick and I'll go do something, score a goal and then I'm go eat a subway cookie on the bench while I'm just having fun. Like just <laughs> just a young stud and I absolutely like I absolutely love him. So for me, if I had to go with, you know, six plus one dream team for the guys that I enjoyed watching as, as a kid and, and now continue watching, um, those would be my seven guys. Wow, you really picked uh, some amazing NHL talent. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of Buffalo Sabres on mine, <laughs> which are, they all made the NHL. And they were, you know, there's some names you're definitely going to recognize in here. And obviously there's one guy that's not a Sabre. But um, but yeah, use a defender. That makes a lot of sense. You looked up like me with goalies where I could just make an all goalie team. You could probably make an all defense team um, that would probably still topple some NHL teams today. So, uh, yeah, I am not surprised really at all by your choices. And uh, it, it really shows that uh, the defender in you is uh, still there. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, like you said, if we want to make an all defense team, sign me up. I'll put a team that I put against any all star team any day. Well, there we go. We're going to have to do that episode, too. <laughs> OK, I'll start with my uh, my depth defender, and that's going to be Zach Bogosian. I always like Zach Bogosian, even when he's with Winnipeg uh, or actually Atlanta, because I think it was Atlanta, then Winnipeg, because uh, I think he did start in Atlanta before they were transferred to Winnipeg and was a big fan of the, his style, his, his play, all of it. And when I found out we traded for him. That was probably one of my favorite trades of all time. At the time, things happened down the road with a. Uh, 
alternative players because uh, I think it was Kane and Bogosian in that deal that sent Myers and uh, I don't remember the whole deal at this point, but I was stoked because I was a huge fan of both Evander Kane and Zach Bogosian at the time, and I had I think both their jerseys. Uh, so that says it all. I had the Winnipeg Jets Evander Kane jersey and the the Zach Bogosian. I think I had his Atlanta jersey. If not, no, maybe I had his Buffalo jersey. And it doesn't matter. I I sold both of them. But um. Yeah, Zach Bogosian was always a big fan of him, and uh, you know, so he makes my depth defenders now one through six defenders. Uh, the first one and my favorite one is the only non-Buffalo Saber, and that's going to be Andrew Ferentz, another Boston guy or a Boston defender there, not a Boston guy. And uh, it's just for me, it's who he is off the ice and what he stands for within the NHL and environmentally speaking. I'm a big fan of that. So the personal connections, what he's doing now, um, I think it's awesome. So for me, that makes him stand out. Uh, I like players that get active like that and, and go back and try to do something positive, And that's Andrew Ferentz. Uh But also then Jay McKee. Uh, I think he's an Ottawa boy, uh, but he played in Buffalo. Because I, re- I still remember when I was living in Ottawa and I think Jay McKee's I think sister and mom uh, went to the game where he was playing. And then on the way back, uh, they blew a tire or something and were on the side of the road. And some Senators fans pulled over and helped him out and everything. So Jamie Key was out there like, thanks to the random Senators fans that found in their hearts to stop for the, you know, the two women outside the row with Sabres jerseys. Uh, those, that was my mom and sister. Really appreciate it. <laughs> so, uh, but it also goes to show about the people of Ottawa. And then I continue with Alexei Zitnik and Brian Campbell. I mean, God, Zitnik was in my prime years of watching the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, he didn't allow a lot past him. Loved saying his name. Loved everything about his play style. And then Brian Campbell. I mean, you say Brian Campbell, the first thing that comes to your mind is that hit. The hit. Yep. Everyone knows the hit. And he was just a cool guy off the ice, too. I still love that image they have of him. Like, the, the guys are all fighting. And I think he wraps his arm around. Is it uh, one of the senators, right? I can't remember if it's a priest. Yeah. Price, price, yeah. And uh, it just shows the type of player he was. It was really cool. Happy he got his cup as well. And then finally, uh, Richard Schmelick and Jason Woolley. Uh, again, some throwback name for some Sabres fans right there. Really loved watching Schmelick and Woolley growing up. And uh, it just reminds me of like those those years when you're watching it on TV because you're still, you know, you're still young. You're still in school. And those are the best. Those are the best years to be a hockey fan. And that's where you really develop your passion and your love and these names, the second I knew we were doing this episode, it took me like maybe five minutes, maybe, if that, to write down these names. And you, you just got you go with your heart. That's what you go with. And these are the names that popped out. Yeah. So from your list, um, as the fans can tell, you are a New York Rangers fan, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, again, right? It's just like we I mean, for me as a defenseman, I always watched defenseman because it was just kind of my thing. But you. I always I could I could name fifty senators defensemen like guys yeah. that came in like I I still like Brian Schmelinski for example was the guy that came in my head that came the you know our trade deadline where I just he was a defenseman and I absolutely loved him so um yeah I mean you can tell you know you, you watched a lot of Buffalo Sabres hockey and then you, you named a lot of really good defensemen too yeah I did and I mean you, you look at goalies like there's goalies that could have made my list and I could literally just start dropping names and a few of them are Sabres and a few of them aren't um but uh, no it's for me, this is favorite players, and if you all can hear that, it is now uh, ter- another downpour here in Copenhagen. So, what else is you, you, I, yeah, I don't think anyone's gotten uh, is surprised by that with these podcasts at this point. Uh, the rain is coming down in the loft, but um, let's move on to forwards. Something neither of us were, 
but the people seem to like him, so we'll talk about forwards as well. I guess you can start with your depth guys and then pick and choose how you want to move from there. Yeah, so for my depth guys, I went with kind of two guys in the NHL today, and I have two two guys that are still in the NHL on my um, my, my upper list, but I'll kind of talk about those when we get to them. But right now, obviously, Connor McDavid, um, just the things he does with the puck, without the puck, his foot speed, everything is just kind of what every player wants to be. Um, so you know, you're hard, it's hard to say that you don't enjoy watching Connor McDavid play unless, you know, he lights you up and obviously you don't enjoy it. Um, and then yeah. currently the only actual player jersey I have for a hockey player is this kid. And I absolutely love what he could become, even though he is, I think, very talented as it is right now. And that's Tim Stutzel. Um, mm-hmm. yes, does he do a little diving here and there? Yes, he does. Um, but you know what? He's, he's gotten better at that already. Uh, but the skill, I just, so excited to see what, what he can bring to, to, you know, to the table. Um, and now if I'm moving on again, I, uh, I'll leave my favorite player of all time for last, but I'm gonna go through this list. Um, and I went right wing center, left wing. I didn't cheat. Same here. Yep. Um, there's guys that were unfortunately left off this list because I already yep. had, you know, <laughs> I already had four centers when I started first four names were centers. And I went, well, Sucks for everyone else. Sorry, guys. So if I'm missing guys that I, I could probably point this out, I could probably make three teams I fairly want to. Um, but I'm going to start with my right wing here, and that's Marty St. Louis. Um, just oh, a smaller man. player who just – just yeah. a dog. Just, you know, just worked every shift and did all the little things right. Now he's, you know, he's now a great coach as well. So how to put him on there. Um, my center on this line is Sergei Fedorov. I love this guy. Yes. Um, from, from I have the his white jersey. skates, yeah, yeah. From the white skates to the style to just how he played, big body moved well. I, I absolutely loved him. Um, and then on his wing, I have uh, Brandon Shanahan. Um, again, just a guy who could, you know, fight the biggest guy on the ice and score a hat trick two minutes later. Um, yeah. Absolutely loved Shanahan. Um, moving on to my second line or the next line uh, on right wing. As a Sens fan, I could never not put him in with Daniel Alfredson. Um, you know, a lot of great moments, um, including at <laughs> overtime against Buffalo. Um, <sighs> score there, yeah, yeah. You know, like just big moments. Palmville, don't worry, Palmville's <laughs> coming up in my list too, buddy. <laughs> um, you know, just just moments like that as a Sens fan, I just will always remember had Alfred's in part of it, so I had to put him on there. Um, now I'm gonna go two active players in the NHL right now, and that's Nathan McKinnon and Alex Ovechkin, so center and left wing, and both these guys are just, just team guys like they've taken you know deals to help out their team they they they, they're the leaders on their team like when you think of the avalanche and you think of the caps those are the first two guys that pop in your mind and i I think it's hard to say you know anyone would say i I don't enjoy watching them even if you're a rival team like you have to enjoy watching these guys they just do everything right um and then going on to the next line at right wing i got marion hosa so so again as a sense fan uh absolutely loved hosa um you know he laughed i still enjoyed watching him um, but for me, it was just like all the, the big moments in. He, he had as a center that kind of solidified him on my list. Um, the center on that line is Joe Sackick. Uh, again, a guy who is now a great leader as GM or president at this point, um, but just did all the little things right. And I enjoyed watching all you know, those those 90s, 2000s uh, playoff series where, you know, them and the Wings and, and the Devils all battle out for that cup. So had to have him on there. Uh, and then Paul Correa. Uh, Paul Kreer's on the left wing that line, and Kreer was just a player that, a smaller guy, but just scored big goals, made big plays happen. You know, it was the heart and soul of the Mighty Ducks. You know, and as a kid, you liked the Mighty Ducks just because they were the Mighty Ducks. Um, Paul Kreer is one of my favorite players. 
Um, so I guess I'll save I'll save my my favorite player for last. So I'm gonna go with the center on on this top line and Steve Eisman again. Same reason I have Sackick. Same reason I have Shanahan. Just leaders, um, guys who did the little things right, guys who scored big goals when they need to be. Um, now my left wing, I have Nastrix. I have 2007 Danny Heatley. Um, I dislike Danny Heatley now uh, for everything he did. Uh, but that said, um, 07 Danny Heatley scored 50 goals as Donald Sanders. That's a memory I'll always have. You know, burned in my brain and. And a lot of you know happiness is brought to me as a kid watching the Sens play. Uh, and then at right wing on this line, um, got my favorite player of all time. That's Pavel Bure. Um, what can I say about Pavel, Pavel Bure? Guy was the rocket, the Russian rocket. Um, moved like nobody else, had hands like nobody else at the time. Um, just was a skill forward when a lot of it was just bump and grind still. This guy was just like a, a skill guy, and, and I think he was just a ton of fun to watch, and, and yeah. you always want to see his highlights, right? I mean, you can still watch his highlights today, and they'd still be highlights today. Like, he yeah. would and fit I in I have today's a, NHL. And I have a Burry and Heatley jersey. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I have the Burry. Uh, I have his – um oh, I have his – it's a uh, – it's not the – it's it's not the Vancouver one. I think it's one of his Russian jerseys. I have one of Burry's Russian jerseys. And then yeah. um, I have Heatley San Jose Sharks jersey. Oh, no, no. You just burn that one if you want. Negative. Nope, because I was a you. Heatley fan. Actually, he was on, He got bumped off my, my list as this thing went on, but his name did make the list at one point. Well, for me, again, it's, it's just 07. And, and for me, it's just 07 Heatley. Just remember that. Everything else, boo. <laughs> but 07 Heatley putting 50 goals in for centers, that was, that was a memory that, you know, as a kid watching the Sens was, was a ton of fun. I was living in Ottawa for that, I recall. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, so what, what do you got here for forwards? For forwards, I have. Let's start with my depth guys. I've got Paul Goose Gostad. I think he finished his career with Nashville, but uh, he was a longtime Saber. Loved him on the Sabers. Had his jersey. As you all can tell, I had a big jersey collection. Okay, I had to sell him. But um, yeah, I had Goose's jersey. Uh, he was just, again, one of those character guys. Everyone in Buffalo loved him. I think it was a tragedy when we traded him. I didn't like that. I'm th- I can't recall now if it was a trade or we just left him in free agency. Either way, it sucked. He should have been a lifetime saver. Other guy would be Brian Holzinger, another 90s flashback there. Loved Holzinger. And some of uh, Rick Jenneret's calls with him <laughs> were some of the ones that are just etched in my mind forever. Um, so loved Holzinger loved watching him on the ice. Again, just a big part of my childhood. I think I'll start with line four here. Again, didn't cheat. I did the left winger, center, right winger. So at center, I have Michael Pekka. Love Pekka. Loved his play style. I still remember, uh, like I said, he was just kind of the guy who got into everything. I, th- I think he might have chirped a little bit like most hockey players. I remember the fight, but I want to say it was Brashear. That they just like they blew the whistle and Brashear just dropped the gloves and just started wailing away on Pekka and that was one of our our big um, I don't know there's a lot of brawls in the 90s and that was a that was a blast and Pekka was way outmatched there he was he was nowhere near the size of, of Brashear and I could be wrong there Brashear but I'm pretty comfortable saying it was was Brashear on his left wing I have Ruslan Fedotenko now he didn't spend much time on any team I think he spent the longest portion of time maybe with tampa but i know he bounced around between like pittsburgh and and the new york rangers and everything but he always just kind of stood out to me really liked watching him play was a big fan of always drafting him in my um nhl games always found a way to get better tanko and i think he always put up good numbers for me 
And uh, I think it was underrated player. Always been a big fan of Ruslan Fedotenko. And then on his right wing, Alexander McGillney. Uh, again, another ex-Saber, uh, but he's also spent time with Vancouver amongst other teams. And uh, yeah, huge McGillney fan. I think he was the first of the players from Russia to come over. And uh, I mean, he just lit it up for the Buffalo Sabres. And he, he was so fun to watch as a kid. So much fun to watch as a kid. And I uh, was really excited to be able to see him live multiple times as a kid growing up. It's one of those players you remember watching live. And uh, that that stands out to me as a memory there back in the old odd. My third line is going to be centered by Derek Roy, another Ottawa boy there. Always been a big Derek Roy fan. I mean, he was there for those prime years in the like, mid-2000s where the Sabres were just lighting it up with guys like Miller and Briere and Jury and... Those are some fun years to be a Buffalo Sabres fan. And uh, those also happened to be the years I was living in Ottawa. So we really hated each other at that time. And it just made that rivalry between Ottawa and Buffalo that much better. And man, I hope those years come back because right now we've both been just struggling. And uh, I hope we both make it back to the top so that we can hate each other again in a good way versus a, well, at least we're not as pathetic as you way, which is kind of the way it's been for the last few years for us. Um, so, yeah, Derek Roy definitely is a throwback for me there. Uh, on his left wing, I have Jochen Heck, our German-born player there on the Buffalo Sabres for a long time and well-loved there in Buffalo. As Buffalo has a strong German community, and, and they do pretty well at drafting German players in Buffalo. And uh, it's not necessarily home, but there's elements of home for German players that end up in Buffalo because uh, there's a lot of good German food there. And a lot of German names. So it's a little bit of touch of home for any NHL players that end up in Buffalo. And then on his right wing, Donald Audette. Uh, now, yeah, he played for the Sabres, of course. I may as well just stop saying that because it's just going to be a repeat theme. But I know he played for the LA Kings as well amongst, again, maybe other teams. Oh, I have his LA Kings alternate captain jersey. It's a beautiful jersey. Again, Audette was just there in the prime of me growing up watching the hockey uh, watching the hockey, watching the hockey on the TV, you know, so it does. It, I hear these names and it just brings me back to my childhood. I want to go back to watch these things live again and just experience all these games again for the first time. I mean, it just, oh yeah, it's just, it brings me back these names. And then with my second line, I have centered Vincent LeCavalier. Loved watching LeCavalier. Speaking of the, uh, you know, Montreal Canadiens, we'll love watching LeCavalier growing up. Have his bolts jersey, literally the one that says bolts that most people hate, that blue one that says bolts. I loved that jersey, and I was in Vancouver for the Olympics. Actually, that's when I was in line behind Fedorov, and yeah, that was sick. I mean, and I was in Le Cavalier's jersey while in line behind Fedorov, so you can't make that crap up. But it happens. I, I could have had Fedorov's jersey. It just about that bothers me to this day. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, had Le Cavalier's jersey. Loved watching him. He was he was he was the captain you wanted of your team. He wasn't going to back down from a fight. He was an actual leader. Because I'm sorry, some of these guys, they name captains in the NHL right now. They're not leaders. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't like I don't like uh, Marchand at all. I don't. But he had a point with his little comment. Like, I'm not going to give him much credit on anything. Um, but I give him credit on a thing. I think that sometimes these captains that are named to these teams aren't captains yet. Yeah, it's more gonna of a have... popularity contest at this point. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, they have the youngest captains and they had the whole thing with like Captain Sirius. And then, you know, McKinnon, isn't McKinnon the captain of the Avalanche? No, it's actually Landis Cog. Landis Cog, whatever. Uh, either one, but it should be McKinnon. Um, Absolutely. But uh, the thing is, like these captains were named so young, they come into the league, they're instantly a leader. BS. They're not. 
like let them earn that spot. I think Crosby may have been the same way. And so is Ovechkin. I mean, the second the captains moved out, they were immediately named captains. I just don't think it's captain should Crosby be. Crosby was captain. actually assistant for a couple of years. They actually made him wait for it. Yeah, who was a? Well, he I was forget, still playing. I forget who's uh, there. Lemieux was there for a little bit, but yeah, I don't remember yeah, if Lemieux he wore. was because he lived with Lemieux. Exactly. Um, and then I think well, Federal was an alternate captain with the Capitals uh, when they brought in. Ovi. Anyway, yeah, I think they named some of these guys too young. LeCavalier was a captain's captain. Aginla was a captain's captain. I mean, I love players who are captain's captains. And Aginla almost made my list, but he, he did not. Then on yeah, his wing, I had, Actually, I had him written down, but I'd take him off. Just great player. Just, just didn't quite make it. Yeah, for me, there's a lot of players I wrote down, but I'm like, I really thought about like who are my favorite players. And then left wing, I have Brooks Lake, longtime capital, well-loved in the Washington Capitals community. If you go to the games, you know which video they play with like. It's funny. It's, you know, the pumping up video. Oh, that I mean, was the that was the worst trade in Ottawa history. Getting Peter Bondra for, for Brooks Lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, I tell you what, Brooks Lake was oh man he was so well loved by the cat i mean everyone you talk to in dc loved brooks like i mean he was probably obviously um, ovechkin was the big name um even back then but you ask people who their favorite player was that wasn't ovechkin most people said brooks like and uh you know people just like the popular player and obviously Ovi, you know is that guy but uh brooks like was I think the fans fan favorite. Uh, and then on his right wing, ready for a shocker. Ready to go. Let's hear it. All right. George LaRocque. Ooh, Loved not, I like it. LaRock. I mean, tough guy, big guy. I like who he is off the ice. Again, and those guys that just gets involved. And he was a player that, yeah, I wish would have been a saber at some point because he was a player where he becomes your, one of your favorite players, especially because you're like, he's, he's that player you don't want to face tough he was gritty just one of i mean man i i had his laroc signed i think i still do or did i sell that one too i have his i have a uh, montreal canadian signed laroc jersey i'm not sure if i sold that one or not i'm pretty comfortable saying i sold it right before i left utah because like i said i was really trying to thin down my herd to 40 out of you know the 100 plus that i had but yeah top line the center is danny Breer. Got to meet him in Ottawa. Again, he's in, he's a local boy over there from Gatineau. And uh, I know his dad still refed games in Ottawa when I was there. But got to meet him once, and he was just so down to earth. Uh, me and him were both ordering food from La Bottega Cafe, which I think now is Cafe 50 inside the Byword Market. A uh, great Lebanese uh, place there for anyone in Ottawa. You got to try it. So, Sebastian, Cafe 50. Me and him were both – I like – I ordered food and – Suddenly I heard him order food. I, you know, as a big time Sabres fan, I knew his voice instantly. And when he finished ordering, we just hit it off chatting while waiting for our food. And the second I got my food, I was like, well, it was great chatting with you. And, you know, he said the same thing. And I went down, sat down with uh, my coworker. And then he went down to sit with his, uh, I think at that point, his wife and mom. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, this was 2008 because um, he had just went to Philly. But a uh, really cool guy. Loved Danny Breer. Obviously my favorite center. On his wing, or at least on his left wing, I have Dave Anderchuk. Uh, again, longtime saver, longtime, longtime bolt. Uh, could not get lightning out there. Um, but uh, super, I mean, again, one of those players that I remember growing up, and it was just like Anderchuk was the name. Uh, you know, 
the time frame growing up for me of like players that really stood out when people ask you, you know, like your favorite non-goalie of all time. For me, it's Andrew Chuck. I mean, he's just he's everything you wanted in a hockey player. He was tough. He was gritty. He 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 was skilled. I mean, he was just what you in my mind when you have the perfect hockey player that was Dave Anderchuk uh, and loved seeing him finally be able to get the race cup with the bolts but finally on his right wing I have Jason Pominville and uh just to haunt you Senators fans that was a uh, now do you believe moment with uh Rick Jenneret tell you what that one that moment for me was so special living in Ottawa because we were such two really good teams at the time and Ottawa just had Buffalo's number we just couldn't beat you guys and it sucked because I was in Ottawa and I'd go to the games and we just didn't lose to the senators. No, 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 no. We'd get destroyed by the senators in those years. We were better. We had the better records, but it didn't matter. Ottawa just had Buffalo's number and they would just embarrass us. And I got to be there in the rink, whatever it was called at that time. Who knows? It keeps changing names. And, um, yeah, it sucked. It sucked being a Sabres fan in Ottawa at that time. So, when it came to playoffs, I'm like, I'm sick of Senators fans trying to fight me in the urinals, fight me everywhere. I mean, they sucker punched some Buffalo Sabres fan uh, while she was outside smoking at one game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done with these Sens fans, so I'm, I'm not going to go to this game. I should have gone to the damn game. Uh, <laughs> that was the one Pominville scored in overtime. And I remember just running around my apartment stoked that we had finally taken down our nemesis. And we were moving on. Again, didn't end the way we wanted it to, but it didn't matter because I felt like we'd won just beating the Senators at that point. So, tally ho, friend. Wow, I couldn't tell that you're a Buffalo Sabres fan. <laughs> so, starting uh, center, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, starting at right wing, Buffalo Sabres. Starting goalie, Buffalo Sabres. Starting defenseman, <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. And our backup goalie, Buffalo Sabres. Starting goalie, Buffalo Sabres. I wish Flurry was a Sabre. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's for me when I said favorite players, I meant favorite players. I think this was a fun episode. You guys got to hear about some really talented hockey players with uh with Sebastian and a lot of Buffalo Sabres and extremely talented hockey players with me. Really, any shockers outside of the fact that I had half the jerseys of these players that both you and I brought up? Not not shocked at all, actually. At this point, you you <laughs> like you've had every NHL jersey there is. Close to it, yeah, close to it. <laughs> No, I think this will be a good place to wrap this up on this backup episode. So we do appreciate you fans for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're in the junior or collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at PHHOfficial to let us know what you think, as well as Instagram at Pigeonhole Hockey. And that said, this was Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sebastian. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.